So, Bessie, how are, tell me, um, also, for those of you who didn't hear, like, Betsy was one of our recent guests on Blunt Dissection, and that blew up. Like, that is, people have, I don't think I've had an episode where people have sent more, uh, been more profoundly moved or made more oh, comments awesome. or shown more love for you, Betsy. So, awesome. I think, I think you, your message resonated, and, and I hope that you received, um, you know, lots of love in, in return and, yeah. and support. So thank you I mean, again. I think, it, I think it makes a difference, right? Like I don't want any, I don't want any of that story to have been in vain. And so that, that means a lot to me that it, you know, if, if I can, if I can share a little bit about my experience then, and that helps somebody to be, um, better able to navigate that tension right between the good and the terrible then that's a win and and i know that my late husband is smiling because of that right like that's one of the things that he and i talked about all the time is we don't want this to have been in vain and so i think that's awesome okay so um i want to ask you a little bit first about that because it feels like that's very excited. <laughs> Betsy and I have literally planned this for minutes. <laughs> you saw an Instagram this morning when when I was up, and then and then she was up, and and like I was up. Was, I was up like it, it was just. Let's be clear. I was up at two a.m. and I just happened to like I I was trying to work on something yesterday and it wasn't working out, and I just woke up in the middle of the night with some inspiration. And so it's two in the morning, and then I I I'm I see that you posted something on Instagram that that tagged me, and I was like, oh, that's awesome! I love that. And so I was in the middle of typing a message to you at two a.m., and then you pop up, and it's like, hey, Betsy, how are you? I'm like, like uh, <laughs> what? That. Can we play? Can we play? <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And, and then you know, like you, we start having a conversation, and then you're like, wait, why aren't you sleeping? Like yeah, I this is a this is a thing right now because that that has happened rather a lot with uh, a lot of my my dear dear friends uh, in in the US who I've I've either received mail at ridiculous o'clock or I've been messaging them something and I'm like wait what what yeah, what yeah. a lot of there's a lot of um, broken patterns anxiety strain stresses things that didn't exist before or sure. have, um, absolutely been put under the microscope before talk to us about the the place the the, the journey you've been you, you just used a phrase and it was you know it's the phrase that you use and it, it gets me uh, uh to use another of your phrases in the, in the fields yeah time. yeah this the, the the this place between the 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 tension between the terrible and the the, and the, the good. good and the wonderful. Um, this feels like, I mean, number, first part of question then is, what do you mean by that? And second part is perhaps as that is revealed, um, what wisdom is there for you and how are you navigating this um, in with through the lens, through, through the Betsy lens? Yeah. Um, so for me, and so for those of you who don't know, so my husband was diagnosed with ALS in 20, late 2016. I mean, we didn't actually get the official diagnosis until 2017, but he knew um, what was going on. And so he and I walked through two years of a pretty brutal disease. And 
And, um, and then I've spent this last year. So he passed away in January of 2018, uh, 2019. So I spent the year of 2019 trying to learn how to navigate this new normal. And so in the midst of that, I mean, I, I just, I was married to an extraordinary man. Drake was an extraordinary man. And he, like ALS is a brutal disease. And he decided right from the beginning and our and our faith plays a big role in this that he was going to be hopeful and joyful in the midst of intense suffering and that infor- and our faith informs that right so um, we believe that that Jesus did that on our behalf this is an opportunity for us to experience that and so he did this incredible job of always looking for the good and and I and and I and so I as a result of that, did too. And, and I think the two of us together, you know, we were high school sweethearts. We'd been married by the time he was diagnosed, we'd been married for 25 years. And so we had a long pattern of, of always trying to look for the positive. Um, I think that that's a, that's a good skill set for managing this tension, which is there's going to, life is hard and it's going to be challenging and we're going to be faced with things that push us to our limits and, and, and and tax everything that we know how to do and um and that's a reality and i i never want to forget that that's a reality and it's okay to be there it's okay to feel that and it's okay to sit in it for a little little bit right so um but but i think that you can't stay there right you you can't stay in that space you've got to have a skill set that helps you get out of it and that's kind of what i mean by navigating the tension between the two right like if i don't have a skill set I can't effectively do that navigation. Um, And so I just, and and then, I mean, you know, like I, I'm constantly trying to think about all the things I learned through that journey. Um, But one of the most important things I learned is I have today. And so what do I need to know? And what do I need to do today in order to navigate the good and the terrible? And so if that me, and, and because I'm pretty vocal about, um, how I do that. And I've tried to, Drake and I tried to live that very transparently through our journey. I've tried to live that as a widow. I've tried to, you know, like I I feel, sometimes I feel super old and like, I don't have that much time left, but the reality is I'm very young to have lost my person. And so how do I navigate, you know, it's, it's fairly terrible, but it's also really, really good. And, and so how do I, what are the skill sets I need to be able to acknowledge the terrible that's always going to be there, to, in my opinion, this side of heaven, and then look for the good and find the good and focus on the good. Because when I do that, you know, all the research points us to gratitude as the, the way out of our, our spirals. And so um, I think, I mean, there's so many things that have prepared me for like to me this i feel like what we're experiencing is nothing because of what i've already experienced and so as i'm trying to think about okay what's my role in this pandemic my role i think is to talk about how do you navigate that tension and what are the skill sets that we need and and my role at the veterinary leadership institute that's what i'm trying to i mean that's that's what allowed me to be successful in the valley of the shadow of death, right? Like I've been teaching veterinarians how to be resilient for 15 years. I have all the skill sets. Does it make it easier? I mean, I say this all the time. Does it make it easier for me to work them? No, it sucks. But I know what to do. 
And that was a huge advantage for me. Um, and can, now I now we sit here and I'm like, I, it's hard for me not to say, come on, you guys, we got this. This is like, this is nothing. Mm-hmm. But it isn't nothing. It's something. It's huge for people. And right. so whatever I can do to help, I mean, I just, I just don't think we should run from the terrible, but I don't think we should sit in it for too long, if that makes right. sense. That does make a lot of sense. And right now it feels like we are almost, you know, it feels like we're in this big, uh, and the, 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 what I'm going to describe is the wrong descriptor. Um, but you know the fairground, the machines that you go in, the mm-hmm. fair machines, you'd stick to the wall, the big centrifuges basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. The wall. It's not like that. It's more like the ride of death, where it's the same thing. You're you're zooming on the motorbike on the way out, and the door's just there. It's it's there. Just go there. Yeah. But we're being we're stuck on this. Yeah. And it's almost like that tension is the ride, and we've yeah. been stuck into it. And uh, I found that the news cycle. Um, oh yeah. I found myself. I'd say it was a moment of awareness that I was struggling a lot was I was being. I, I describe it as picking up boulders I shouldn't that were not in my way and, totally. and trying to move them out of my not way and just wasting energy and then feeling yeah. like crap for two reasons. One, I, I'd gotten involved in an unwinnable fight, which is every conversation on Facebook beyond. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the other, the other part was I was doing it with people who were friends and I'm like, what are you doing exactly? Yeah. This is yeah. not, not healthy. Um, and, and there's there's just so much noise. So as you're talking there, the question that came into my but you know, if I'm riding a bike, I have handlebars, I have gears, I have pedals, I yep. have brakes, and and I if I point it that way, I know I know how to steer. If I'm driving my car, I have a steering wheel, I have a, a gear stick or gear lever, uh, I have indicators or a flashlight. What do you call those things? Blinkers, like yeah, yeah, blinkers, yeah. You know, the, the things that to, to show you the direction, we call them indicators. Yeah. Um, when if you're flying a plane, you have a joystick, you have ailerons, flaps, or things that help you. This isn't any of those things. Yet you're talking about tools to navigate. What yeah. are, what are the things? How do we steer this thing uh, when this thing feels like you know? A lot of us moments happen to us, and none of us gets a free hit in life. Like that mm-hmm. seems extremely clear. And and you're. Your hit was brutal and early, and and, yeah. and um, terrific's not the right word, but do you know what I mean when yeah. I use that? Word? Yeah, it was. Like, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, when I describe it to people, because I mean, anytime, and I don't use the when Drake was sick and alive, we didn't use the term ALS very often because we didn't want to give it more power than it, um, yeah. it deserved, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I tell people like it was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, and it was the most beautiful, amazing thing I've ever done in my life. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. And, and that's that's, I just I wouldn't trade it. I miss him every day, and yet I am also like there's so much more, and I believe I'll see him again. And there's a hope that I have that that um, informs how I'm able to go forward with joy and peace and all those things. But I think that um, how you, like you're exactly right. We are trying to navigate this really hard thing and we need we do need tools and we need skills to be able to do that. 
And I'm just thankful that I was equipped with those before I walked into my biggest fear, right? Like if you had asked Drake and I at the beginning, what's your biggest fear? His biggest fear was always ALS. And my biggest yeah. fear was being without Drake. And so we feel like God said, okay, let's go. We're gonna, I'm gonna walk you right out on your biggest fear and I'm gonna meet you there and I'm gonna show you what you need every day. And I think like the skills, the skill for me is if I if I look, if I look at what was happening yesterday it's a disaster. If I look at what, like, especially in this scenario that we're facing, if we look too far in front, it's overwhelming. So I got today, what do I got to do today to, to make a difference? And so then in, in that, for me personally, I have a super strict morning routine. Like I know if I don't start my day right, I'm a mess. So my day has a very strict, very strict way that it starts. And it and it's funny because I do I, my alarm goes off at three fourteen a.m. and so I get up very very early. Wait, and so two a.m. wasn't that. We were messaging. <laughs> yeah, but but I also go to bed really really early. Um, but I just I know that I didn't do my routine yesterday and I was a mess. And then I'm like, nope, I got to get back in the routine. I've got to do so. That to me, that's a skill set that sets me up for success, positive navigation in the day. Yeah. You know, and then there's all the things that the mental health professionals tell us, right? You've got to sleep. You've got to eat. You've got to move. You've got to be connected to people. And you've got to know yourself. Okay. And, and, and that looks different for, every, you know, like what, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. But those are kind of core principles that we all need every day. So the, the question burning to get out of my, my face right here is what is your, because this is exactly what I noticed. If I get sucked down the rabbit hole early, the day is done. It's, yep. it's basically a write-off in terms of effect. Yep. Everything has changed. Whatever, you know, my veterinary hospital is going to be somewhere between 60 and 90% down from day to day on where it used to be. My yep. speaker business, poof. Gone. Gone. Yep. Every like everything that I have scheduled through August gone. Oh, right. So it's there's there's a lot more time. I always feel like when you've got less actual work and ge money generating opportunities, you've got so much more time to spend. Mm -hmm. And but my time is of the zero value if I do the wrong things in the morning. I'm curious what your morning routine looks like, and then I'll share what mine looks like in a good day, and I'll share what it looks like on a bad day. And as you talk, I'm going to just, my damn um, power cord came undone. So before it goes down, I'm okay. just going to go back in. But I'm here. Okay. Yeah, so my, my morning routine starts at 3.14. I get out of bed, and I sit quietly for about an hour maybe a little over an hour. And, and I ask, I ask two questions. Okay. What do you want me to know? I, I, and, and, you know, and that's my, to me, I, that's prayer. So I'm praying, but you know, so whatever. Um, what do you ask? Are you, are you able to share what oh, you yeah, ask? Yeah. I ask, what do you want me to know? And what okay. do you want me to do today? And then I just sit quietly and listen. And, and I usually try to not do anything, no writing or anything like that. I just try to be quiet and listen. And then I may, after 10, 15 minutes, I may write if I hear something or, you know, I write. And then, um, so I, that's how I, I typically try to start my day um, in terms of, and so then, and then I do CrossFit at 5 a.m. And I have an unbelievable 
amazing community at my CrossFit gym um, helped me significantly navigate that first few months without Drake. Um, so the five at my 5 a.m. peeps are like, I need my time with them. So we work out and we're still doing that via Zoom um, right now. So I work out, I get home from CrossFit or and then Sadie and I go on a walk. I have very specific playlists that I listen to during my walk with Sadie. I come home, I sit in the sauna for 15 minutes. I go jump in the pool. And right now it's freezing cold. This morning it was freezing cold. I, and it's just a quick jump in. It, Where are you in the country, Betsy? I'm in Southern California. Okay, well, it could be colder. <laughs> Yeah, it could be colder, but it is um, like for me, I, I think the pool's right around 40 something degrees right now. Yeah. Um, so it's chilly. Yeah. Um, I jump in the pool, then I go get ready for my day. And so I've already, and so my day, right now, my day starts at about 8, 8.30. And I usually, you know, I'll, I'll go take a shower, get ready. I'll have some breakfast. Yeah. And then 8, 8.30 is, is when my day starts. So um, by the time my day starts, I've already moved. I've already connected. I've already written. I've already like, I've got all those things done. So then the rest of the day is just to me being obedient to what I've been told um, as far as what I need to know and what I need to do. And then I just do those things. Okay. So, uh, so I had two questions following on okay. from that. The, the less interesting one, which you can leave alone if you want is uh, what's your routine uh, in your, I'm assuming it's like some high impact training type thing indoors. I'd love to hear a little more on that. And and, and I mean, routine as in your, um, your CrossFit. Yeah. And then, but the, the more interesting one to me is what are some of the answers you get to the question? Like, what do those answers look like? Or something? Yeah, that's, I, that's the question I love. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't like working I don't like exercising necessarily. I like the benefit. I like my energy level. I like how my body feels. I like all those things. And so I don't, I just do whatever the CrossFit coaches tell me to do. And we have, we, I have an amazing, it's an amazing gym. It's not, um, you know, whenever anybody hears about, you know, it's, it's not a, to me, it's not a typical CrossFit gym because what it's about, like one of the, um, mo the original owner of the gym um, he, there's a couple things he always said to me, like, Bessie, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that that applies in exercise, but I think it also hugely applies in just life. You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And then he also would say, you got to live to lift another day. Mm -hmm. Which means we're not going to go balls to the wall if you're not like if, if you can't do the activity the way I want you to do or the exercise the way I want you to do it. We're going to we're going to lighten the load. We're going to modify. And that's not a typical CrossFit uh, mentality. And then they're super big about community. It's a it's a family. And so that those things are huge. Like the exercise doesn't necessarily matter to me as much as those other things. but. Um, mm -hmm. I, and I, I just do what they say. I don't, yeah. I know nothing about how to keep myself fit. Really. <laughs> All right, that's um, an interesting question. Yeah, what, what do I hear? Mm -hmm. uh, I often hear, so it's often, it's often about people. And for me, so I, I believe that we were all created for a very specific pur purpose on this earth. And so, I, th I mean, I'm not shy about saying what I think God calls me is a passionate, bright healer. And not a healer in the physical sense. I think it's more a healer in the spiritual, emotional sense or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so most of what I hear is 
you need to go, you need to go be you Betsy in the world, because when you're you, that is, that changes things in a good way. And so, and I've been thinking a lot about that because right now, I mean, and full and full disclosure, right? Like I, my husband was an amazing truth speaker in my life. And so, and I've battled with the demons of you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. You're not important, blah, blah, blah. Well, Drake was an amazing person of like, he just was my truth speaker. How did did he deliver truth in a way that was great? Because a lot of people can deliver it in very ugly or just not the right moment. And and yeah, it just sounds incredible. I'm I'm so keen to hear a little bit more about. It. Well, I mean, he would, he wrote me notes. He but I, like we had this, we had all these habits in our marriage way early on. We worked for a basketball camp company that was super positive, and and so we developed all kinds of these little things to teach kids. Uh, you know, like how do you, I just how do you be a superstar in life, right? And one of those things was a shout out, and you know we have very specific rules for a shout out, and so Drake and I were always speaking truth, like just talking about the good things about who you are. And, and of course he would say hard things to me too, but most of the time he was saying, you know, Betsy, you're amazing. You have a story to tell. You're so, you know, you're so smart. You're so good with people. You're so, you know, like, and he just would, he'd write me notes. He, we got in the habit of texting each other, those kinds of things all the time. And so it was just this constant him speaking into like, no, you were made to do that. You know, like you're going to be an amazing veterinarian. When I was struggling to get through my written boards and radiology, he's like, you're, you can work hard. You can make changes to be successful. You know, all of those kinds of things. And when he passed away, that was a big loss in my life in terms of, and so I'm, I'm, what's interesting to me is I've now in this time that we're in a lot of how I got my worth came from speaking engagements. Yeah doing better the veterinary leadership experience so our organization does a big leadership thing every june we had to can't we made the tough decision last week to cancel it so all these things that i have kind of been replacing drake's voice like okay well as long as i'm a speak as long as i have speaking gigs then i'm important and then i matter yeah well now everything's been stripped away and i'm and i'm struggling a little bit with what's my voice and who am I? So to get back to your circle, back to your question, what do I hear? This is what I've heard. And and you and I've kind of talked about this profound experience I had on Saturday. It's go, go be you to the profession. Mm-hmm. You were made, you, everything in your life has led up to this moment in history for you to encourage the people in your profession like we're an amazing profession. We have amazing skill sets that were that were that should be used right now in this time. And I want to be the biggest cheerleader I can possibly be for all those people that are on the front line because you don't want me on the front line right now. I'm a radiologist. I I I mean I could probably put catheters in and be safe um you know from an infectious disease standpoint. I know I could do that if I needed to, but I think what I'm supposed to do is be the be the behind the scenes you guys got this what do you need you need me to pray do you need me to speak some truth in your life call me text me message me on facebook because that's what i do i sit and i just say okay lord who needs my help 
who needs to know that they're amazing and that they can do this and that, or who needs, like often I get people, I've got a, a good friend who's, she's one of my CrossFit peeps. She's in, she's a, um, works in a cardiac cath lab. Well, they're not doing cardiac cath procedures right now. And she's doing all kinds of stuff that's super hard. And yeah. sometimes she just needs somebody to sit in the suck with her. And I'm good at sitting in the suck. And so if you need somebody to sit in the suck and say, yeah, this sucks. And, and tell me about it. And what do you want to talk about? And, and what's hard and, and describe those things to me, then I'll do that. What, so whatever, whatever. Comes, so I think that's, I, I just keep hearing Betsy, go be you stop, stop trying to be somebody that you're not stop being afraid of being you. I mean, I just, you and I were talking, I just, just launched Dr. Betsy Charles. You guys go see it. Cause I got these two, two social media gurus. Cause I know diddly squat and they're just like, Betsy, you got to do this. And so they're helping me and they made this cute little cartoon of me that makes me kind of want to throw up a little bit, but um, no, uh, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if the websites of the Instagram it's basically right. on that note. Th and thank you to everyone who's shown up. Thank you yeah. for your questions and your comments. Um, one or two of them we didn't get to today, but um, we'll probably address them tomorrow. So show up tomorrow. We'll be doing more Q&A tomorrow. We'll have more guests in the future. And please check out VLI.com or is it Veterinary Leadership Institute.org. Yeah, so we're a non We're a 501c3. Yep. Okay. All right. So .org. Check out Betsy's new Instagram. Dr. Betsy Charles. You guys got to go follow me. So I, feel like I'm, I'm, I have eight followers right now. So look, look at, go follow VLI because we've got some, we're trying to just give you guys stuff so that you can, you can thrive in this challenging time that we're living in. So, and be safe, be well, and be happy wherever you are. All right. Bye.